It's The Daily Talk Show, episode 572. What's happening, guys? What's going on? We're just having a bit of a laugh uh, <laughs> at uh, Kevin Hart and his AirPods. Oh, his new doco series. Uh, what's it called? Something Don't don't Fuck This Up. Mm-hmm, it's good. It's, yeah, I mean. Fair to say he fucked it up. He's fucked a lot up. He's a guy that leans into his honesty. I don't know if it's. Until he gets caught, though. Yeah, yeah. So he like, what's the other op- What options does he have? He's got no other option. His life is a full-on movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happened to him? I mean, it's not that it's been o- overly tragic, but he's just the uber success from zero mm-hmm. is amazing. And I can't like, I watch it and I go through this moment of like, he's a fucking egomaniac. He's a narcissist to like. Look at the self-belief. I fucking love this guy. Like, yeah, I'm pumped. I, I want to be as successful oh, as I'm he a is. Narcissist. No. <laughs> but narcissist so, I, but I think, I think my, <laughs> that's my highlight of 2019. Um, I think there is a, a level of judgment from you know the people who aren't in the arena like he mm-hmm. is at that level. Actual arenas. Actually, <laughs> yeah, actual arenas. Um, because I, it's like whether it's tall poppy syndrome or something where I'm just like someone who is so confident in their, in what they do and, and the moves they're making and where they want to go. And then you kind of, it's like, you do want to like just fucking chill out a bit, bro. Is it because, so the tall poppy thing, if, if he didn't have all of the things happen, so the controversy, would there still be the tall poppy? Yeah. I, I think, I think when you're getting a glimpse into their world, like through a doco series, That's where I. That's where the only part I'm judging. Like I'm saying, I've recognised the judgment I cast, and then I'm trying to like step back from it to mm-hmm. go, you know, because I'm writing motions of judgment. Then like love, it's like it's this weird thing that I think a lot of people do unconsciously. So I'm just like trying to do that consciously. Um, but he does do some very outrageous things, like how he wears his AirPods in conversations. <laughs> yeah, every, in meetings. The only th- the thing is, AirPods only last for like three hours. The battery. So <laughs> Unless he he's got have- some. He, he's got some from Apple that have just yeah. super powered AirPods. Yeah. It's- or he's or he's. Um. I'm just trying to work out how you do it. Could you have multiple pairs mm. attached to an iPhone that could easily be used? I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, he's got an assistant mm. with him all the time. He's got people around him. He's got a crew around him of his mates who he's brought up with him. He's worked it out. The- and that's why <laughs> I like seeing the generosity of him. Mm-hmm. And the honesty with him. I listened to a podcast, Aubrey Marcus, mm-hmm. who owns Onnit, the academy in the um, protein supplements and supplements. Anyway, one of Joe Rogan's mates, he was in an open relationship mm-hmm. uh, and they broke up. And, and then- he went, so conveniently when he, he also went off sex, he's that guy. He's that guy, yeah. He quit sex for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he still has, or maybe no, he since the breakup. his ex-girlfriend. Oh, really? Or he's he, the person that he was with. That didn't last long. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I listened to this podcast of him and his part, ex-partner and they were talking about the whole experience and how they've grown. But I was like, whatever you think about open relationships is not the point of this. His honesty and ability to talk about what he's feeling and communicate that is inspiring for me. And so for this year, I want to be more in an open relationship <laughs> no no i, I want to be able to speak my come on use your words <laughs> and be able to share more that i would usually keep in because mm-hmm. i see it as something that is powerful and so 
I, I had this moment where I was when I was listening to this podcast. I was like, for Amy and I, when we first got together, I, I just Amy hadn't had as many partners, as, partners I, as I have. Mm-hmm. She had zero, comp- mm-hmm. and then met me. So mm-hmm. I'm the one, and then. I'd had a different past, yeah. more explorative, a bit, mm-hmm. more, a bit like, uh, yeah, a bit like, um, what's his name? Levison. A bit like Levison. We <laughs> actually don't know Levison's sexual history, to be honest. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying adventurous. And so I'd kept things from her. It's not, it's not lying. It's actually, so it's like just not, it's just withholding information mm-hmm. because I didn't think that she could handle it or whatever it was, right? So I made that decision. Big number. <laughs> But then I was thinking about it. I was like, by that's exercising a muscle by leaving in things that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about and and, have, uh, and it's gone also you. It. So you're hiding part of yourself. Yeah, I know. So and there's so, a lot of guilt in that. And so one, one of the things this year is I've got a rule that I have to talk to Amy about whatever is on my mind mm-hmm. if I am thinking something. Or is that why when you're on the beach and you looked at that person's ass, you said, "I'm looking at that person's <laughs> ass." Yeah, I told her I looked at someone's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the rest of that fucking story. Um, but, I, but I did. And I, I mean, she, she's like, well, I doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Because I, but I'm honest. And I'm like, Do you think she's ready it, for it? So the, yes, you yes, okay. yes. That's, that's also why I want to lean into it. But it's also the other reason is that I think it's training the muscle. It's not training muscle by keeping it all in, mm-hmm. in relation to anything that you, when you're in a relationship. How do you go with, I mean, you're very open and talk your thoughts mm-hmm. probably too much sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'm pretty honest. The funny thing, well, I saw uh, uh, old mate uh, Craig Harper mm. did a post where because we talk about radical honesty. Did you see this post? Oh, yeah. He's like- uh, Maybe you just listened to Ep 14. Well, the, the, thing is, talk the thing is like, radical, I've, I'm hearing all people talk about radical honesty. That's probably us. Right? <laughs> he's like, it's fucking bullshit. Is it? You're either being honest or you're being dishonest. So- can you find this? Because it's a post recently. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these. Yeah, one of the last. Here we go. Radical honesty. This is a term I've heard quite a few times recently, and I find it weird. Weird because radical honesty infers that there are levels of honesty. A bit honest, pretty honest, mm. more honest, very honest, and radically honest. Seemingly the most honest. Call me old-fashioned, but back in the day, we dinosaurs used used. Use these two groundbreaking terms, honest and dishonest. Mm. That's it. So, no, I how think about it's this? Fair. What about this? To challenge Craig because he's not here. It's always easier to challenge <laughs> Craig when he's not here. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I guess that we're learning in society is that we have different masks. And so, potentially, with the different masks comes different honesty systems or different mm. filters that we use. Mm. And so, uh, the question becomes, what is honesty? What are our thoughts? If you think something, do you believe that? Uh, not necessarily. If you're thinking about a belief. And so some if you're thinking people, something, then there's a level of mindfulness to, uh, uh, to identify if that thought is a part of your belief system. And so sometimes our thoughts are incongruent with our um, our system, like our operate, or like uh, our our uh, our belief system. Yes, right. So we might think something, but it actually d- doesn't really align well with who we are as a person. Mm. So if we're honest about that thought, 
we are communicating a thought that is out of alignment with how we feel we want to be. And so I guess the question can then be, do we want to then put ourselves out there? If it's that, um, what did Jason Fox talk about? He talks about pre- Pretending. Uh, pretending. So it's like pretending. If you uh, if you say something, if you say your thought, does it actually make it more real? Is that mm. what we're scared of? Of making the thoughts in our heads real by verbalizing them? Yeah. So if you have a thought, potentially you can say, that is just a thought. That isn't my belief system. Mm. I don't believe that thing. And so I'm not going to communicate it out loud because when I communicate it out loud, the verbalization is through my belief system mm, mm. potentially. So then you go like the the emotional response behind some when you hear something like open mm. relationships, right? You can you can be quick to judge based on how it makes you feel, based on your and how it would apply to you in your life, right? And then so that emotive response and then the thought of what does that mean for me? Does that does that that forms your belief, right? So you've got the thinking, but also the emotional feeling within you mm-hmm. that then sort of backs up something. But so even- potentially, if you're thinking something and not saying it, you're still saying it through maybe other actions. I mean, yeah, through but, shame, through all those. things. Yeah, but maybe. I mean, we're not talking about just like how much random shit. Like I felt like once I just wanted to punch someone in the head. Mm. But I don't. It's like, like I don't said, actually want to punch you in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was never going to punch. You've in done the head. it before. You've said it before, though. In my life, I've probably yeah. said to someone, I'll punch you in the head. Yeah. Or I want to punch you in the head. And then I have punched yeah. someone in the head. So that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's like the thoughts, the the darker stuff where you're like, if I push this person right now or mm-hmm. I grab the policeman's yeah, yeah. gun right now. Mm-hmm. Like these are, these are just like random <laughs> shit going on that you never act on. So there's like a, a willpower or something going mm-hmm. in, inside you that, that your moral system acting and, and so- or when there's heaps of people around, you start start to think about like, oh, how much destruction could happen in the, if there was a bomb yeah. or something went off, how many people would like, and that is mm. part of like, I guess, primed through mm. the media, right? Mm. And you're like, oh, like I saw on the news, like all these people, like people getting run over by a car, like, oh, fuck, I'm in like a big group of people, like all these mm. things. You know? I mean, when sh- bad shit happens, like say I've, I, I've done that, I've been in mm-hmm. New York City and thought, fuck. Imagine if something happened. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's people where something has happened where they're thinking, fuck, imagine if something happened right now and then something happens. Well, like that's, that, that's the, um, what do they call there's a There's a term for that. It's the uh, basically where you, uh, we have like a like however many thoughts a day. 60 something thousand. Yeah. And so sometimes those thoughts come to fruition mm. and it's like the bias, it's something bias, but basically like we- we have all these. It's like the whole thing around um, uh, confirmation bias. Yeah, We're looking for signs yeah. that connect to the thought in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So a, yeah. a, a thousand things happen in a day or whatever, and so if you have a, one thought that matches up, you're like, "Ah, oh, look, mm. there we go." There's confirmation bias. Is that what it is, Sevs? What is confirmation bias? And there's all like the power of thought. So if you if you are having a bunch of negative thoughts that mm-hmm. th- that are just flying into your brain, flying into your sort of your consciousness. It it doesn't. It can be different, right? Do and you allow in your mind, Amy, to have a negative response to things that you're saying? Honestly, I can't control her response. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I cannot control do you the response. Th- do you think about that? Because I guess there is a, um, you hear people being like, oh, no, I'm just super honest. Like, you know, the people like uh, bullies or whatever, right? They're like, oh, you know, I'm just like a real honest person. <laughs> Who the it's fuck like, is that? It's like, oh, no, you're just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there is a, there's a reason why we hold things back mm. because it can hurt. So like if I think something about someone, I have a choice whether I say it or I don't say it. Mm. If I, um, is it selfish to say, okay, I'm just going to say everything so it's not inside? I don't think, I, I, when I when I say that with Amy, I'm telling her my, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still through. It's a, not so my just stream of sift. thought. It's not my stream of thought. It's more yeah. what would I normally not mention to her mm-hmm. in a moment that she may ask What's going on? What are you thinking? Yeah, sure. And so it's more going. I can't tell you my thoughts every moment because there's so many, ran- so much random shit. Think about when you guys have been doing the meditation, mm-hmm. the random shit that comes into your brain. Yeah. It's like last night I thought about something that happened so long ago, and I was like, "How did that come in?" Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I acknowledged it and moved on. And then another thought came in or, and then I got back to sort of being a bit more focused and then random shit. So it's not about just every random moment. It's about acknowledging the times where you go, I would keep this where I could share it mm-hmm. and I won't. And so then you build the muscle around holding it back. And so my thing for this year is like honesty more so that serves the whole thing and mm-hmm. being open. It's like it's not even it's, – it's openness rather than honesty, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, and I think that it potentially requires people to be ready. Like, not everyone's going to be, not everyone likes openness. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's people like uh, farting. <laughs> there's a bunch of people who now are like, ah, don't talk about farting. Oh no, yeah. oh no, yeah, yeah. one star cancelled. <laughs> you know, no farting, no talk of farting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like if you can't accept. I said it in our chat with Dear Valor. Mm. It's like. Uh, if you're having a relationship, fart early because you want to like bring the friction forward because 97, where there's friction, there's traction. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but that is a belief that you have. And so the thing around the open relationship stuff is mm-hmm. the belief can be, I think it's okay to be in open relationships. Mm-hmm. The opposite is that I don't know, like that doesn't work for anybody. So there's, there are two beliefs that are pretty firm, which makes you think that, there is alternative approaches to life. And so whatever I think, and even, so it's like going, it's okay for me to feel uncomfortable about them who do that thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also, let's acknowledge that and have a look at it. And so let's actually have a conversation about it. Potentially, like, do you think that, have you changed much as a person in the last two years, do you think? Oh, shit loads. A heap, I think, a heap. Do you think that you become more empathetic to others? Because if you look at yourself two years ago, do you see yourself as a different person or what, what does yeah, that look definitely like? Different, definitely a different person. Was I less empathetic? Probably. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, it's a weird because you're looking them at, looking back at yourself as a different person. So you're like, how, like what was going on there? Why did I, why was I, I can't even remember thinking yeah, the yeah. way I did when you have a new system yeah, yeah. or a new approach to life we feel you forget the time there was distant. dark mode on the phone the dark mode is that what it's called yeah yeah i think so because well, all these things just become a thing and it's like yeah. oh yeah like we've always been able to do this <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Good tech. Tech, uh, tech analogy. Tech analogy. No, I definitely. And so do you think you become empathetic of other people because you're like, ah, oh, I didn't know my, I didn't know this two years ago. So why should I expect this person to? Yeah. Um, not even that. Oh, sorry. I wasn't even really listening to that, but I was thinking. <laughs> to you. That's all that? Openness. 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 So. I don't like this. Openness. So <laughs> I tell you what, there's like starting the mindfulness stuff mm-hmm. is like, and the it's ironic because, not ironic. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, I'm um, waking up the app, which yeah. you, is Sam Harris's app. Mm-hmm. Waking up, I feel like I've woken up. And that's not being you're woke. That's not being nah, woke. woke. He said he's woke. It's, it's not being woke, but it is one step. From as woke. soon as you try hard at not being consumed by the thoughts just flying into your head, mm-hmm. and start more observing what's happening and why I'm feeling that way, and having this kind of a conversation, it's almost like you can't go back. Because you're so you're so not obsessed, but you can't not think about why you're having these thoughts and why you're experiencing. Like so, there's this step to the side, which makes me feel like that's why I'm like I, I don't know if I'll ever stop. I don't. I won't ever stop meditating because mm-hmm. I can't remember the old guy and what he yeah. used to fucking do mm-hmm. when he was constantly trapped. I still am. Mm-hmm. So it's not like some new some fucking paradise over here, mm-hmm. but it is like. What was I doing two years ago when I was having blow up with you? Like mm-hmm. I just wasn't as conscious mm-hmm. about the whole thing. And so the, if you look at identity, how do you avoid – so say from an identity point of view, it's pretty common that like blokes lead with like, you know, they're know-it-alls. They want to fix everything. Mm-hmm. They've got all the answers. There's like the reason that I want to read up on Iran is so that when – in some sort of obscure conversation where someone says something about an article they read. Yeah, yeah. I can be like, well, it's actually because of the blah, 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 and this happened and that happened. And so I identify that. I identify that the know-it-all in me wants to know all about Iran purely for the one time that I'm in a Persian restaurant and I can mention every dish and I can tell them how they made it. Yeah, I mean, it's so deep, right, because there's – the path you could go down is to why you even think like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's the path to go down of, okay, but what's behind that? Don't even, like, there's there's not much behind that. Yeah, maybe that. I want to learn and so I'm using it as a mechanism. I'm like, oh, this is a fun, like some people learn to use a yo-yo, like do yo-yo tricks or magic. Like why mm. do people want I mean, to learn so, magic? But So there's like psychoanalysis where you could probably find – you know, going to a psychoanalysis. To, uh, what's the? What are they my, called? A psycho analyzer? <laughs> no, but someone who can An perform psychoanalysis on you, which yeah. would sort of uncover all of these things about why you act the way you do mm-hmm. based on past experiences. It could be because you need it. I don't know. There's this all this dumb shit, all this well, shit that I don't know is that practical. You're an interesting one because I think you're super self-aware, but there's the self-awareness that you've done the piece of work mm-hmm. to realize and be able to verbalize and be mm-hmm. open about you being that guy that loves that. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like, cause someone, then I could say, is it positive for you? Do you think? Well, that's the whole thing. I'm aware, but I still do it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like there's, and so, but, the, so, but that's like the meta modernism stuff, right? That's what like Jason Fox talks about. It was like, you're entering in and out of different states. But so it's it like, is becoming like the hard thing about even being aware of it is, and not acting on changing it if it isn't positive for you. It, it still then becomes identity for you. Yeah, but but I guess uh, maybe what I'm trying to do is not to create a 
a perfect being. Mm. So I think that potentially if you know all these things, if you find all these gotchas of like, ah, oh, you're doing it because of this and doing mm. it because of that, and just, like where do you end up? And so maybe like with the, the whole masks type thing and like not looking at everything black and white and being a bit grey, maybe there is something of I'm doing this because of this identity thing, mm. which is okay and it actually like identity serves me. And so what I find interesting around the wokeness thing is- I never said that. Today. Just the, the general idea of you being imagine woke or you- being more woke. Is that a uh, is that a symptom of the next layer of know-it-allism, which is like- Not know-it-allism, no, I don't think. I just made that word up. No, no, I I'm know, glad I like you said it. it. Yeah. But so like the, if you think about it, if you're a know-it-all and you've identified potentially that you people think you're a know-it-all, yeah. being woke- or having saying, I realized I was this person mm. and now I'm something different is the ultimate power move because now you're like, oh, like I'm, I'm aware of that or whatever, but it, it could potentially come from the same identity, which is the know-it-all because like wokeness and being woke and doing all of that is a, is a toolkit and so it's like, oh, look, I nailed all of this toolkit. Now I'm going to do the spiritual mm. toolkit because once I've spent enough time in that. I think all that's happening in that moment is someone acting unconsciously. They've become conscious of their acting unconsciously. But the thing is that maybe like it's like you an mean, onion. Because, then, because the thing is like yeah. you've just become conscious to this one little layer. But you haven't. 100%. And so the thing is that there isn't conscious and unconscious because – just zooming out a tiny bit, you could then look at it as like consciousness. I've become, yes, maybe we've become more conscious, but we haven't become yeah. conscious. So, so let's say mind, mindless and mindful are probably the right words mm-hmm. to, to strip back the conscious and unconscious. Maybe less mindless? Less mindless, but I think I the know. thing I'm- is that even what I say is like, creating some framing around my thoughts on the thing, right? Because then, then from an identity point of view. And then you step back from that because mm. there's another layer. So you're right, the onion does get stripped back, but that is where these Buddhist medis- med- like meditation mm-hmm. does take you down that path to, to nothing. You're trying to strip it all back. Mm-hmm. But my know-it-allism is doing something now which is basically a gotcha because if you come back, like if you think about the conversation, if you say anything, I can use that as the framing of, well, you just know it all. You know everything, right? And so it's a no, very but, hard yeah. position to be in. And I think like that's- we're talking about ourselves, right? We're not talking about others. I think if you want to know yourself, you should. Like you should, that you should lean into that because I don't think it's but what is unhealthy. Our, yeah. And so I guess what is ourself? I think the more that we think about ourself, the more we think about culture. What is our culture? So, like, you look at using the Iran example, whatever, because I'm an expert. Um, ask me anything. Uh, Jake, I need those books, by the way. Um, the If you think about uh, culture and you look at, like, media and then you see, like, okay, this perspective, I guess what I'm trying to do potentially is enter into another perspective, enter into if I was of this, if I grew up in this way, if I was born this way, what would my perspective actually be? Which, which is yourself. So you're saying like, 
what has been the cultural influences to form the thing that I identify as mm-hmm. myself. And self. so the thing is that there, there is so much power in differences or identifying what the differences are because the way that you approach life and the way that I approach life mm. has differences based on our upbringing and where we went to school and who our friends were and the things that we were taught and, the, and so all of that, like it's very confusing. Uh, yeah, I mean that's building, that's building yourself to to how you identify and your thought process and you're giving reason to all the the re- well, giving where does thinking come from. It's happening without our control. And so if you go like so if it's happening without our control, then what is thinking? Oh, dude, thanks for asking me. I'm actually <laughs> well versed on the no yeah. no what Whilst, is mate. I don't know. So if we go back to year 12 IT, which I failed, by the way, because I didn't <laughs> do my fucking Excel sack, my spreadsheet sack. Um, but you did informatics. No, nah, I did IT. Uh. But they had a section which was like you had to do all the spreadsheets. What stuff. happened in this that could contribute um, to this conversation? Uh, garbage in, garbage out information, right? So it's like if you put in bad information, you get bad information out. If you have all these experiences... You're, if you're like, ah, oh, I'm just unconscious to things. Things just happen. Oh, it's like a gut instinct. Is gut instinct not just a memory bank of everything that mm. has happened? So if I'm crossing the road and a car starts to speed up, I should run so I don't get hit. Where do we learn that? And so what's your thought around so so gut the thing instinct? Is, so the thing is it's like we but are- But why do we, we- That's information that we understand. That I don't know how much that's well, so gut from instinct. A thinking, no, but so from a thinking perspective, what is thinking? And if it's- If we're not thinking, we are still thinking. Just from a- Whether it's conscious or unconscious. Like our actions. So if all the things that have ever happened to us brings us to a point of who we are and what mm. we are and our identity- and so I guess there's just, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. Oh, I, just, I mean, the thought thing. But is, so the thing is, so part of it is like, oh, it just is. Like, I don't know why I do this thing, but it just is. Who says that? Well, like, I don't know. Just say if that's, if that's, that's, if that's an approach or like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just doing. There are a bunch of things that are happening that are informing how you're responding. Mm. And it's, we don't necessarily. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what do you think, Sam? Neural pathways, <laughs> yeah, just <well>, buzzwords, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a uh, your thinking is probably just a collation of everything that you that you've experienced and learned and been through. And I don't know about the whole like the the instinctive thing versus thinking about it, like the with the car crossing the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but that's just like a an unconscious thing that happens. It's just like something running in the background that mm-hmm. whether you pick that up and learnt that from somewhere or it's whether definitely it's- definitely learning. I think about Bodhi, I'm teaching him because yeah. he doesn't have any understanding that if he mm. goes on the road, he will get hit by a car. Yeah. And so you well, start drilling it into them and so mm. then they start making the connection. Mm. But then that's going to be never thought about again. It just yeah. is. But, but then the thing is some people could have a crazy response, like- so people who uh, say there's people who jaywalk and there's people who are, who don't jaywalk. You're like, mate, just cross the road. What are you doing? <laughs> it's probably because they nearly got fucking hit by a car when they were five maybe, and it maybe. was a big deal. 
Maybe. Maybe. Maybe but what's not. the other option? That they're they're just happy. They're risk averse. The lights. They just they they do the they do the analysis like everyone else. But it's just analysis they've worked out based on the reality of standing in front of a car. You get hit. You die. Based on the understanding of that. The understanding of that is. I like think the action, trying- like they like what the, what's happened to them in their life. Like, how do you understand risk? And like, like, it may not have been a car, but it could have been a train or it could have been like fucking heights or whatever it is. But Mm-mm. those things that have happened are still going to inform where we see risk. If mm. we grow up every single weekend going and climbing rocks, then our uh, the way that we look at rock climbing is potentially yeah. r- less risky. Yeah, than I know what else. you're saying. But then, so with kids, like there were some friends of Bodie's that are terrified of the slides and they're so young like they haven't had much experience like and there's been no huge accident and so there is like it's the nature in the child as well yeah, that like can contribute so it's like i well, don't they know even they just talk about like generational trauma so they mm. talk like people who been through the holocaust and all that sort of thing and then they look at their family members and see that the trauma actually goes through genes. Mm-mm. And so, so it's, I don't fucking understand it. Yeah. I mean, or am I a know-it-all? No, I get, I get what you're trying to get at with the car thing, but I, yeah, it's so laid because there's, like what you said, generational trauma. There's mm-hmm. understanding of things that have happened to you in your past. But so then the interesting thing, I guess, is like does it all lead just to empathy? So understanding that if we can't even identify it, if we don't know the memories or the things that have the um the unconscious actions have happened throughout throughout our life. How would everyone else know, and how would we know what their experiences are? What's this serving though? Like what is what's, empathy? But and so where are you relating the empathy to this? So the uh, just in the in the sense of if we like we never arrive, so we never like so speaking in like um, absolutes. Of like I used to be this way and now I'm this mm. way or things like that. I guess it's just avoiding absolutes in some way because it's yeah. And the like, hard bit is they serve you as well in some respects. Well, that's what so, I'm saying with the identity stuff, right? Like you yeah. can you can be conscious of it and conscious that I do this thing. Yeah. But then if we're interacting with other people, realizing that their operating system is different and they've mm. been going through different different things. <sighs> I had this conversation with Craig Hubbard and I mentioned to you, it's like I see the sort of the cliff you step off into that spiritual world where you take it, take it really seriously, but if it does consume you and all this stuff, all these constructs, they don't mean anything, right? We give it the meaning. And so you can see how it's like it's a slippery slope to nothing Mm -hmm. because nothing, There's, I mean, all of this is nothing really, but in reality- there's bills to pay, jobs to get. We all need mm-hmm. to sort of live a life, Which right? is culture. Which is, yeah. Do you think, like, because if you think about it, like, there's- Of course, because- There's other, there's other countries there's where pe- it's- People living in the mountains in India yeah. that are super happy and they're having one meal a day and, like, that doesn't matter. But so that's So I guess the thing is the unconscious version of ourselves, if the unconscious version of ourselves is rocking up to work, paying our bills, doing all that sort of thing is- I don't know if it's- So there is the unconscious version of that, but you can be conscious about the fact that that is something you need to do in your life. We need to have a roof over our head if we want to have some level of- 
Well, so yeah, there's, there's, there's the uni- I guess there's those universal yeah, needs I, or I whatever. I think the, the, the way you, maybe you can look at this for yourself and go the intensity and the focus you put on the future of developing your your world and what we're doing and the, the show, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like why do you choose to sort of pursue that? Why Why does it need an intensity? Why does it sometimes mm-hmm. need anxiety? Why, you know, mm-hmm. as well as all the great stuff that happens along the way. Like well, what I is- think that that's the, that's the, um, that's the mechanism of entering into things and then out of things. So if you don't have, if you're like, you know what, like I'm detached to outcome, if you're always detached to outcome, would you do anything? Uh, so if you've got not, no maybe re- not so, with the focus. Yeah, like from But a, you'd do a bunch of stuff. So the the focus on bunch the, of stuff based the, on what? So but hang on. The detached from outcome is removing the emphasis on what it gives you, what it, what you get at the end of doing something. And so there is a there is a life to live that isn't that and thinking about that happiness or whatever you think will bring you and living in this, which is either the moment like actually enjoying and being um, grateful and and being present with the, every moment that can bring an extreme level of mm-hmm. happiness and all the other but emotions. I guess you need, like there needs to be a framework still because if you, I guess from a if you if you are detached from an outcome and you just be present and do things unconsciously or whatever it is. Mm. Is that what you think? Like, is it unconscious? Like, I don't think if it's, it's out. If it's no, I don't think it's outcom- unconsciously. I think it's being just living in consciousness and experiencing. And I mean, who are we talking about here? Are we talking about just someone well, who's just, well, I'm been trying to working? Frame it to myself. I'm trying to frame it in myself and what that. I would think look it's just like. being more present. Mm-hmm. And because the thing is, I guess if you, from the outcome perspective, if you're detached from out from the outcome. Does that mean that you just end up playing the finite games of everyone else's outcomes? No, and so this is where I'm saying it's a slippery slope to just live a life of zero outcome because there is all the things like rent and food and a life that we want to live. And so we which need to balance. The, which is as, the construct, right? Which is the, the, which is the yeah. interesting thing is like so what you're saying is it's like. No, but I'm talking outcome, about realities. Like just so if you strip it back being, from success and buying a house, I'm talking about having any money to survive in this world. Money is a construct though. Yeah, I know that, but stop trying to outsmart but I'm not all trying, of that. Know, but, but I'm just saying no, that- I'm literally saying that. Like the, the thing about realities, if you're saying no, but just the reality is, there's yeah. multiple realities depending know, on where you I know, you but if you were to look at just even existing in Melbourne for you, so the Australia- So that's a culture thing. So it's like what do within the reality of Melbourne and what it means to have this identity, living in Collingwood, having yeah. this life- it means okay. I need to buy a mocker master. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. So, but, but this but is the you're th- jumping from living a life of zero outcome to, oh, I think you're jumping way over here, which then just like fucks up this conversation about having so a li- living a life, of- living your life now with less outcome driven, and what would that mean to you? So, if there was no outcome, what would you be doing? No, like well, if there's no that- outcome focus. So whilst there might not be a long-term outcome, there is the every day. Like mm. what, are, what are the things that I want to do every day that brings a little bit of light into my life or the people around me? Mm. And in some ways that's, that's an outcome based on yeah, the day. 
Yeah. And so I think potentially what you're talking about, which I agree with and what I've implemented is like I'm way less, I have sort of an idea of potentially maybe mm. where things could go, but I understand that it's coming from the window in which I'm standing right now mm. and realising that as we walk along a hallway, we might actually throughout all the years, if the hallway is a representation of the years we've lived, it could be a completely different view. And if I base an outcome decision based on what I'm seeing now, I might be missing the whole other thing. Mm. And so then what can you do is you can look at the very small outcome of getting one step in front of the other. So you're walking along. Which is being present with where you're at the moment, which is, but then I also think the hard thing for me is wanting to be present, but also wanting to, live a life with, that I am more comfortable, like this satisfaction, like there's all these constructs, if you're going to call it that, that are based on- yeah, Like geography. Well, like using geography as an example. Living in Melbourne. First Bondi? The, yeah. Or, or, or anywhere, right? Well, the interesting thing is like there's a lot of similarities in culture. If you were to go from Melbourne to uh, a completely uh, different- place, right? Mm. Completely cult, like culturally very different. Your version of the step in front of the other or the daily thing could be very different, which I think is why geography, like where we choose to live, if we have the privilege of being able to pick where we live, can determine all the other things. Oh, 100%. Taking a job in Melbourne, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast mm. with you because I was living in Sydney. And so, so then there's it's, these it's, little it's, moments- and I guess that's part of it is it's like, so we can't just say, oh, I'm just going to live my life and just do what I have to do. Like I'm going to be detached from outcome, but the willingness to recognize that, oh no, like I've chosen to live here and do all this sort of thing, mm. which like, it's almost like I've accepted the game, the, the game I'm willing to play. And now I'm just going to play the game. And I think that mm. potentially there is a- um, I mean, yeah, it's so- it's so tricky because you see the people that have put everything into a career, made a lot of money, and then they go on the pursuit of comfort or the pursuit of no outcome after the after mm -hmm. that fact, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it is. It's like the game is a good analogy because that's what I struggle with of it all doesn't mean much, but we also we apply, need to be we there is a game. Meaning, so but we if I'm not doing this, things. I have to do something. Mm -hmm. Because other, other, well, then what? Well, I guess part of it becomes, so say like um, the goal of being a great dad. Is that something that resonates with you, being a great dad? Not a goal of being a great dad. I, I want to be a great dad. You I hope. Want to be, yeah. I hope I am. And a so great what? Dad. And so then I guess from a cultural point of view, there is a co construct of what it what it means to be a great dad. I think it's pretty murky. So this is the whole thing, right? So it's like. That's where the culture stuff, like in some societies, being a great dad means- Cash. Yeah, being at work, getting everything mm -hmm. done so that you can keep your family going and, you, and being a support. For other people, it's, uh, for other cultures, it's being home and mm. being present and doing all that sort of thing. And so that's where, where I guess geography and culture actually, if you aren't uh, conscious of those things, we end up just, we end up picking a game potentially. I don't mm. know. I mean, it's all coming back to mindfulness. 
Mm, to be honest, like because most people are within the game, they've got a job, they're trying to provide, they're in a place, they might not want to be there. Then it's like if you can understand that and have some level of because if you're not happy, if you can't find and this is hard because there's people in very tricky situations, mm-hmm. but if you can't find some peace in this moment of where you're at, why why is it going to be? I don't I don't. It's not going to be over here mm-hmm. at some other version that you think that you want to be at. So what happens if like so say if you're someone very different or you are different to what you were two years ago? What happens with the decisions you made two years ago that's, that creates the situation that you're in now? So, for instance, well, say I'm, if living you become, the, I'm living them. Yeah. I'm living the decisions I made. It's, if I want to. And so I have, we always I need to ref, We always need to be constantly like pointing the compass to make sure that we're going in the right. I guess a compass sort of moves anyway. Fucking. Yeah, can't, yeah. Just like. You, you need to be making sure that you're going in the right direction mm. because if you're like, if, if we say, okay, I'm not going to be doing X, Y, and Z, now I'm just going to live, we're essentially like just selecting the game maybe. We always select it. We're using, we're saying, you know what, like these three things that I did, like where I'm going to live, the friends I hang out with, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, how are you looking back on the last two years or looking back two years to the decisions you made then? And if you do feel different about them as a person now, mm-hmm. you don't have to make those decisions again. It can be shifting the compass for yourself. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Mm-hmm. And if it was off before, well, you think it's off where you are now. You think it was off back then. You, there is some difference in you. You can then realign. Mm-hmm. That's why we, we, we are not who we were two years ago. and yeah. We don't have to be that person anymore. We have an opportunity every day to be a new version, a better version or more aligned version. Just take some thinking mm-hmm. and in, internalizing or mindfulness around it. Serves anyone in Facebook group? Emma says it's also a choice. I moved to the Gold Coast from Melbourne, but people say you're so lucky. Mm. Um, but they could do it too. It's all choice and weighing it up. You can actually leave Melbourne and have a lower wage, but a happier life, etc. Great, love it. Scooter Derek's also pumped. His AirPods arrived today. <laughs> Fifteen bucks. So the definitely not definitely AirPods. not AirPods. Fifteen <laughs> bucks. <laughs> yeah. Wonder how what they're like quality wise. Wonder who <laughs> bloody made those too. Yeah, yeah, definitely it's not, not ethical. Slope. Yeah, who was was he was asking about? Oh yeah, whether your porn was ethical. <laughs> Scooter. Yeah, which is a good which, which is a <laughs> good, good way to finish. Which is show. a good question. Anyway, uh, if you enjoyed the show, leave us an Apple Podcast review. We have been getting a bunch of reviews, which yeah. we uh, appreciate. Uh, Any one came through, Sevs, didn't they? Yeah, we got one this morning. Uh, fun content and easy to listen to any time of the day. Three kind, funny and quirky Aussie dudes keep me happy and mindful every day. Haven't missed an episode since 2018. Amazing. Smartest Gronk, Dr. K. Oh, Dr. K. Dr. Thank K. you. Uh, hi at the daily talk show.com is the email address. If you want to send us an email. Also that Facebook group where we've been live streaming. Uh, we're just doing it on, it's a closed Facebook group. Yeah. So if you just type in the Daily Talk Show on the Facebook search, you'll find us there. I let someone in this morning without oh, answering people, the question. Two people. I know uh, the one. They answered the questions <laughs> wrong. That's okay, dude. There's a couple of battlers out there. I one think that, that was, was question one marks. Of your, it was no, none of them. Not, were my friend. I didn't know the any person of them. from Austin. 
Don't know who they are. The one who wrote Amy, Amy is Queen Gronk. Yeah. Is that Amy? Is that Amy's friend? Don't know. It's not my friend. I don't know. Okay. So I let them in because I think it's a bit stinky to let people just hang, especially the ones who haven't answered the question. They sh- you should message them because my rule would just be. So did you message them? What did they say? No, I didn't message them. I'm saying you guys who came up with the question thing should message the ones who haven't written anything and say, hey, you haven't answered the question. We need to let you in. Bit stinky if you just let people hang. But you're just you're letting anyone in. No, I let is, people in who have attempted. So So that's the only requirement is that you they need write to give something. it a good crack. Like they need to follow the the rules which are give it a, try and answer it. Uh-huh. So it was nice. Amy, maybe. No, we know who Queen Gronk is. No, well, I know who Queen Gronk is <laughs> too. We're trying to just get a sense of who, like, the the buy-in on the show. And I, ju- I just want to make sure that, um, like, they're not questions about us. Like, we've specifically said <laughs> yeah, Queen yeah, yeah. Gronk because it's like- When did you start listening? Maybe we'll just r- change the question up. No, if it's, if it's whenever, when did you start listening? That's a good Someone one. Someone said, said two months ago. Great. Great. Don't believe you. If you, if you can't answer the first question- I'm yeah. sus. And so the thing is we want to make sure that we've got a community filled with people that are interested. And so I just want to make sure we can change the question to make it a I little mean, bit more. I don't Maybe enter like, groups. Who are the hosts? I don't, I don't enter groups if I'm not interested. What about anymore? who are the – no, but a lot of people do. Well, I think the – yeah. We don't want to – dead wood is essentially what – and so if you can't work it, if you can't go through our – what do you think, Sebs? No, I think we let them hang. If they can't answer yeah. Queen Gronk, then – Sure. That's – I mean, Tom well, I think also if they give agrees. it a crack – Tom also said, let them hang, need some standards. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Give it a crack. So I think if they give it a go, they get in. But if they don't give it a go and they are just written nothing, I think you guys need to at message. least say it's to them, a, maybe it's hey, a message. we'd love to have you in the, in the program. In the, uh, we'd love to have you in the group. Can you answer? The, can you answer? Because then you... I could imagine me doing that. Just fucking, I didn't know that was bloody you know, questions. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the people who answer them wrong, don't know about that. They've given it a crack, mate. It depends Look what it you. is. You're an Aussie battler. So the, the Amy <laughs> thing, potentially I can see why you let them in because they know a partner within the Gronk squad. So it's like, mm. I get that. Um, but there's just that consideration too around mm. like uh, – where where do we draw the line? If they came came up with said and said um, who's Queen Gronk, and they said um, Scomo, that's quite funny. I let them in because <laughs> that, that could be anyone. Scomo, that's funny. That could be anyone. Though, funny. Right? Let him in. Just fucking. They just want to have a poke around. No, we, which we've, it's our house. Take the fucking shoes off. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Glenn said, "Did Friday's location for drinks oh, get yes, sorted?" Yeah, Glenn. Yeah. We'll message you, but it is happening. No, just tell everyone. I'll say it right now, as well as message you. It's happening at Moondog OG in Abbotsford. I repeat, Moondog OG. 5 p.m. onwards, we'll be arriving. We've got a reserve section. Mm -hmm. Spoke to my homie Brooke. He's um, organized a section for us. Uh, 17. What happens paying for drinks? 17 Duke Street, Abbotsford. That's where it's happening. 5 p.m. this Friday. I'm not used to this whole thing. Are people going to like it? It's a bar. Is it going to be a pressure to like, drink oh, I'll get a pay. drink for you guys? Like, you can do that. It? You can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got offered a drink the first time I had a drink. Richard, CEO of Bastion Effect. Mm-hmm. We Have had you, Ferg, uh, the founder on. Um, 
he offered to buy me a drink. Mm-hmm. Have you offered anyone client. this year? Yeah, we, we, when I was with James and my brother, mm-hmm. we we all bought a round each. Okay. And so that that's what, that's some etiquette that you can do if you're like the three of us go. It's 15, like, I'll buy three drinks, you buy three drinks, you buy three drinks, and then we're done. And so if there's, 15, if you want to if there's 15, I just feel the pressure <laughs> being the show and all that sort of thing. I just don't want to set crazy expectations where it's well, we could buy, Do we want to buy one round? Is sure. that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like Maybe. I think I'm, you're, I'm you're not quite so, generous. Not so, yeah, I mean, I, I would do that. It would make just, you more comfortable. Yeah. So we just say, that, oh, it won't be that much. So we just say that. We say, if you come on Friday. We'll buy you a beer. Buy you one beer. You're fucking gronk. One beer, right? <laughs> one beer. You don't have to buy us a beer back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you come that would looking be for the company card again, <laughs> get out. Because, yeah, that would get crazy if everyone had to buy a round. Do you know what I'd love? Harry there with the company card just, okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. Happy Harry. Have you had one beer? No, you've <laughs> had one beer. You're done. Yeah, happy Harry. Celeste, out. He'd be very, very fiery. I'd love it. Anyway, it's a daily talk show. Uh, See you tomorrow, guys. Have a good one. See you, guys.